Thank you for choosing to listen to episode number 17 of Kansas City Food Memories, where we take you on a stroll down memory lane and share stories of some of our favorite restaurants from the 80s, 90s, and branch out into a few other more interesting things that have um, happened around here. Today's guest was Ian Byrne, the world-famous lead singer of The Elders, and also Master Wood Craftsman. Um, be sure to listen to this, enjoy this, have a pencil and paper ready so you can take some notes, and maybe help me out to improve the show with some of your contacts that you have. Now, please remember that this is a taped presentation of a live radio show, so do not call in or text in when prompted during this show, because it'll really cause confusion at the station. But you might want to listen to us live. We're on every Saturday at 10 a.m. on 98.1 FM in Kansas City, which is Central Standard Time. You can listen to us online or find some other way of doing it, or just listen to podcasts. Thanks a lot. Sit back and enjoy. Well, good morning and welcome to Kansas City Food Memories, where we take you on a stroll down memory lane and share memories and stories from our favorite restaurants from the 80s and 90s. For the those of you listening wondering what the little snicker was, Toby was just giving me a funny, goofy look because of the new song on the bumper music. It's called Chicken Fried. It's a fried, fried chicken, chicken song, yeah. It's a fried chicken song. Yeah, it's a fried chicken song. Well, that fits the show. Well, I, that's why I added it to the bumper this morning. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if you'd noticed, but you probably never heard that. No, I haven't. It's a very famous country music song. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's the best part of the whole song. Talks about fried chicken on a Friday night and something about the radio. Hmm. So we had that. So those of you well, that... this is Saturday. This is Saturday, yeah. I know. <laughs> well, I taped it last night. How's that? So, um, yeah, Kansas City Food Memories. We've been going on about three and a half months now. So those of you, if you're new or if, even if you've been listening for a little while, grab a pencil and paper. Um, this is something that I've had several listeners say that you really need to have if you're going to listen to this show and get the most out of it. So get your pencil and paper, and you're going to... Uh, number one thing you're going to do is write down the phone number. Phone number is 913-586-7798. That's the same number for Toby's show and all the other shows on this station. That is the same number for calling in and also for texting. We have a text line open so that we have a question that pops up during the show and you happen to know what the answer is that we're stumbling over, you can go ahead and text that to us. You don't learn very well, do you? No, we we do things a little quicker on this show, Toby. Not Quite that quick. Not quite that quick. So, All right. Slow 913-586-7798. Okay. And that's the telephone and, number and the text line. And who's our special guest? Well, well, I'll get to that in just a moment. Okay. Because once we get started with him, we're going to lose control of the show. <laughs> I heard it. You think so? I, I guarantee that's going to okay. happen. <laughs> so the other reason you need to have a pencil and paper is that every once in a while, a story's going to come up, and you're going to remember something about it, and you're going to want to write notes on it. And then the other most important part of the show is that you, the listener, are a big part of what we've created here on Kansas City Food Memories. It's become a food movement, and it's just a lot of people are excited. But you, all of you out there, are helping me get the content and choose what direction we go. So we bring up a restaurant, and you're, you'll be shocked that you're going to remember somebody that one of your family members, a coworker, or a neighbor that used to work at one of these restaurants. And that's where we get the best stories, you know, the behind-the-scenes stories about what happened to these places. So you're going to want to have that pencil and paper handy for that. Next on there, if you want to keep up to date on what's going on, you want to go to MakeThemSmile.com. This show is made possible by the bakery my wife and I own. It's called Best Regards Bakery and Cafe. So that's what makes this show possible, and that's the sponsor for today's show. 
And the other good thing is that I send a newsletter out from the bakery that also also gives you updates on what happened with Can't Save Food Memories. I'll tell you about a question that was answered. We had a guest caller last week. Toby, do you remember that? Uh, I think her son had an accident or something in Topeka, and she found great comfort in an Italian restaurant not too far from Stormont Vale. Yes. Sherry's father-in-law and two callers texted in. The name of that place was called Paisano's. Paisano. Yeah, yep. I remember that. Yep. So um, another good reason, if you happen to miss that or I find the answer during the week, I'll put that into the email so you can keep up to date on that one. So another good reason. So again, that was makethemsmile.com is the website. Go to the top left-hand corner and sign up for the uh, email newsletter. And then lastly, if you happen to know the answer to, to some of these questions or if you have a contact, maybe you know somebody used to old, own uh, Gold's Buffet or be a manager there or any one of the 100 restaurants we talk about, shoot me an email and uh, maybe uh, you can help me find a guest for the show. All right, today's show. So what would be your email? Oh, that would be Hello? Robert. Oh, okay. Be uh, Toby. Toby. No, I won't give that one out. Be Robert at makethemsmile.com. That's my personal email address, and so I get that immediately. I think that takes care of the housekeeping. Mm-hmm. All right. Today's guest is, we had a wonderful guest, Jim Eddy, who had all kinds of wonderful stories. And afterwards, he said, you know what? He goes, I know a few people that you absolutely need to put on the air that has some great stories to to tell and are part of the history of Kansas City. So today's guest was a was frequently on the Mike Murphy show. How many times do you think uh, you were on um, Mike Murphy show? Oh, I had to be I, I don't know a hundred times. Yes, yeah, I mean he called me says get in here. You know? yeah. <laughs> All right, so I, I moved here in 1986, and I'd listen to the Mike Murphy show religiously every single day. I planned my work week around being able to listen to the show in the car. And I felt like that was a crash course on how to become a part of Kansas City. I never listened to him. He was on another channel, <laughs> yeah. another radio station. I know you. We've shared stories. <laughs> you know, and the, 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 the two legends that helped me fall in love with and learn about Kansas City was Mike Murphy, super fan Ed Beeler, and um, uh, Dr. Saper during the week, and then Toby Tobin on Saturdays. Hmm. So it's kind of neat to, to kind of close the loop and, and be able to see this, but... Ian, you were on pretty much every year, especially around St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I and, used to. He used to give me a call all the time, and then and, he'd bring me in, and we'd get there, talk about the parade, talk about Irish events all around yes. the town, and everything else. And, so, what special interest did you have in St. Patrick's Day? Well, I'm Irish for one, and um, I, I became friends with a lot of the Irish organizers in town. Plus. I'm the lead singer of a band called The Elders, so I, uh, yeah. that was my other job, and uh, so we used to have a lot of fun. On, on, oh, there's on thousands of listeners right now that j- it just clicked in their mind. <laughs> they recognize your voice, and the, they remember The Elders. Yeah. So you came to Kansas City in what, 80? 1987. 87. Yeah. What was the first restaurant you remember eating at? I, I remember this restaurant in Ward Parkway called Poochie's. Okay. And it was like a kind of a buffet sort of a, but it, the concept over here that I was not not used to, I'd never heard of, is all you can eat. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's definitely... That's a very American it's thing. an American thing, and, and it's something that I said, all you can eat, you your macaroni. <laughs> so I went in there, and I used to just eat until I could hardly walk, you know. <laughs> I, I, I said, this is never going to last. So I said, I'll keep on doing this now till, till, till they stop doing this, you know. But it's still going strong, uh, and Poochie's is not there anymore. But uh, right. I remember the, they had a, a gravy... I used to get the potatoes and, and beef and gravy. 
And there's something about that gravy that I, I still can taste it in my mouth this oh. morning, you know, so, yeah, it was great. Well, you know, it's interesting that uh, Pooch's has come up several times, but we've never done any kind of a show, and I don't know anybody that was involved with that restaurant. Do you? No. Apparently the Pooch's, and it's like spelled P-U-T-S-C-H-E-S or something. Yeah, C-H-E-S. So it was the name of one of the owners or the name of somebody with... Obviously, some kind of influence there. So, all right. So, you know. our board op, Rocco, his dad worked there. All right. All right. Oh, well, that's awesome. All right. Yep. So, this is assignment number one why you have the pencil and paper. So, any of you out there that know anything about Pooches, is that how they pronounced it, Toby? Pooches? Mm-hmm. Pooches. Yes. Um, they had several locations, but if you know anybody that managed it, owned it, or worked there, shoot me an email, Robert at makethemsmile.com. So, this will be several that comes up. Yeah. Right. Get yeah. me that recipe for the gravy. <laughs> well, you know, we can do that. I mean, that's it takes a little while, to, a little bit of digging. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes it's a cook, sometimes it's a general manager. I'm gonna but that's one it. of those old ones that, that people really remember. I didn't know they were still around that late. Yeah. In the oh, late it's, 80s. It's great. It's great. Any other yeah. restaurants that kind of come to mind that you... There was a, there's a restaurant that I'm connected with, sort of uh, secondhand, is my wife, Kathy Quinn, her family had uh, a, a, the first Mexican restaurant in Kansas City called Las Palmas. And it was, uh, they originally put that together in 1948. And Mrs. Garcia, uh, Kathy's grandmother, was just a marvelous cook. And all the neighbors would come around there to the house and cook all the time and eat and all the time. She said, you know, you should start a restaurant. And she did. She started a restaurant and, and then uh, Kathy grew up, grew up there and... It was out, out on uh, Prospect, about 54th and Prospect or somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then they moved out then, they moved it out to uh, where, where is now Corner Cocktails at 85th and Warnell. And they, uh, they moved out there in the late 80s and, and they, they worked it till the late 80s. And then uh, the Walsh family from Corner Cocktails took that over. So. Okay. The oldest, the first Mexican restaurant in Kansas City. Well, that's amazing. And I'm a part of it. Well, that's good. Okay, so after the show, you and I are going to talk. I'm going to see if I can get Kathy to come on the show. Oh, yeah. Share some of those stories. She, yeah, because her mom... Her mom was the best, best cook I've ever come. I mean, her food is just fantastic. They used to cook these um, Mexican ribs. I don't know how she did it, but they were absolutely marvelous. Okay. Yeah, brilliant. You're making me hungry. (laughs) I know. They're so good. That's not good. And you know, the, 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 the... the sign of a really good rib is that rib that you can go into the into the fridge when it's freezing cold in the fridge, yeah. and you grab that rib oh. and eat it, and it's still good. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Our, and hers were absolutely yeah. amazing. You know? All right, so when you grew up in Ireland, was fried chicken even a thing? Was there a very big? Not really. No, I mean chicken's a big big thing over here. We 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 would oven roast chicken all the time. Yeah. you know, mum used to cook chickens all the time with gravy and peas and mashed potatoes, and we had that all the time. Okay, because fried, fried chicken deal. That was a new. That was a pretty new thing. Another thing. Yeah. All right. Well, that's kind of a theme that that's developed that we didn't expect. But did you have a favorite place to get fried chicken after you came here? Oh, you know um, that Poochies, not Poochies, but there was a place on State Line called Joe's Barbecue. Do you remember that place? I do not. Yeah, Mm, I do. Joe's Barbecue on on State Line was a great spot. Yeah, and uh, that was. I think that was around for a long time. It was. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they they knocked that down, and it's now that. Custard or some other one of those fast food places. They yeah. not, they had they had fried chicken there though. They had fried chicken. Really? They had everything there. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a great spot. Huh. Joe's Barbecue, and they had that singing waitress. There was a waitress there that used to work there. <laughs> She'd walk around the aisle when she's singing all the time. She never stopped singing. <laughs> no kidding. Well, that's yeah, interesting. See, so, yeah, that's a new one I haven't heard. That was about. a good that's a new that fried was, chicken place. 
good memory that one is. All right, yeah. So when when did you um, when did you start the band, or when did the band start performing around here? Elders started in 1998, actually, and I joined okay. the band in 2002. And uh, they was Norm Daler, a good pal of mine, my, my best friend, and uh, him and Brent Hode. They were living in Los Angeles at the time, and and there was a there's a pub in Los Angeles called Molly Malone's, and they used to go there all the time, and. Uh, and they saw a band called Flog and Molly there, and uh, a lot of people will recognize them. But, uh, and they said, you know what, we're fed up with this L.A. life. Let's go back to Kansas City and, and start a little Irish band. So they did. And they were just going to be playing local pubs and stuff like that. And, uh, and then they did an album, and then I joined them. They had me come on as a guest for their album. So I sang a couple of songs on that, and then it turned into, let's get on the road and play a few more tunes and play a few more shows. And I wasn't really interested to be quite honest. Plus, one thing, I didn't want to join a band called The Elders. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You know? <clears throat> I mean, so, but I'm no, too young for that, right? I know. Well, yeah. that, that was back in now, now 20 years ago, so, you know, it used to be it used to be funny, but it's not so much funny now. So. <laughs> but it was great. I mean, then all of a sudden, uh, we picked up, and then we started doing headlining festivals all around the country. How far away and, would you travel to perform? Uh, we've 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 toured Europe and uh, no kidding. Yeah, we've all around the country, all around America. We're headliners for the, the major festivals in Milwaukee and Central New York and Colorado and you know California, everywhere. You know, so, so where would you perform most often for St. Patrick's Day? Um, St. Patrick's Day, we we just uh, recently played uh, Knuckleheads. Okay, uh, the garages in Knuckleheads. Yeah. I, I love. I just love being at home. I love playing shows at home. Yeah. I mean, it's a, for one, it's a shorter drive, and you don't have to deal with airports and everything else, you know. So, how'd you meet Mike Murphy? Mike, Mike, I knew Mike knew us through the band. He loved. He was a big fan of the band, you know. Okay. And uh, Mike was a great chef, you know. He, he was, I did not he, know he, that he was a good chef, and he gave me a recipe one time on how to cook carp. I mean, really? This, and, and 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 everybody's did out you there say thinking crap, carp, harp. Oh. No, not. Crap. <laughs> Harp. He's, he, he, he showed me how to do it, and I still do it to this day. And I've got a wood, I've got a woodworking business, so I, I've got access to a lot of wood. And yeah. he says you get a nice piece of walnut, and you put it, and you, you douse the walnut all in, in olive oil, and you put salt and pepper and everything yeah. on it, and and do the same to the carp. And you put the carp on the on the walnut, and then wrap that then in silver mm. foil and leave an opening in the top and pour some Guinness in there, and then wrap that up tight and put it on the grill. Put it on for three hours, real slow. And then take it off and take the silver foil off, throw the carb away and eat that eat walnut. walnut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's bloody it's good. Good fiber. <laughs> All you need is this good saw. Yeah. Well, I remember Mike Murphy, he used to talk about the, the number one gourmet food in the world to him. And if he was going to, uh, for the last meal, he said, no, without a doubt, it would be rabbit gravy. Rabbit gravy. Yes. I mean, he, he used to talk about all the time, he goes, there's nothing better in the world. Uh-huh. Squirrel. Is better. Oh, <laughs> no, really? Squirrel gravy. Really? Squirrel gravy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. That's funny. I'm not doing either of those. Oh, no. I'm, I'll, I'll, yeah, <laughs> I'm I'll sticking pa- to I'll my pass. pooches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so when you start doing the, um, do you have any interesting stories about any bars or place that you used to perform at back in the 90s and 2000s? Uh, there was uh, McBride's was a, was a lovely, good, good spot. McBride's, people will remember that. Little Irish place out there in Overland Park. It was a good spot, but we got so we and then we used to play in Patio Quigley's on 119th. It's now the Red Door Grill, I believe. Okay, but uh, Patio Quigley's was a great spot, and uh, Tom Infant was the proprietor of that place, and uh, we played there a lot. And 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 then we got we got fairly big, and we got popular, and uh, 
it became almost impossible to play in these pubs anymore. It just yeah. they were just packed. We wouldn't start playing till nine o'clock, and the place would be packed by five o'clock. You know, so by the time nine o'clock came, everybody's plastered and fallen fallen off the seats. And, you know, so, so, so how long, has it been a while since you've been able to play at smaller bars? Yeah, you, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, so knuckleheads would be. The, uh, we're actually playing a show on the twelfth of May at uh, at uh, the Record Bar downtown. Okay, and that's uh, a great, great. Uh, that seats live quite a venue. few people. That's yeah, a bit that's, bigger. That's a great live venue uh, club in Kansas City now, and it's, uh, it's getting national acclaim, and all the big acts are coming into it now, so pretty okay. cool. Well, you're you know, considered a big act? Hmm? You're considered a big act? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I suppose, well, yeah. I, I mean, I hate to boast, but yeah, we yeah. are. We're the biggest Irish band in the whole world. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, in, um, in my email that I sent out, I didn't actually give your name. I just gave clues. Yeah, and, and it's it's shocking to me how many people figured out who it was. Oh, just is that from, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> you know because I didn't want to give it away too easy. But yeah. so I, so for the people, um, let's go ahead and open up the phone lines, um, Rocco. Let's open up the phone lines. The phone number is going to be nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. If you have a good question or, or a question or a good story that you want to share about Ian, but but keep it clean. Oh boy, and Mike Murphy, yeah, or Mike Murphy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, that would be absolutely fantastic. So while we're waiting for that, in um, tell me about the parade, Saint Saint Patrick's Day play parade that Mike Murphy started, and what you know about it. The parade is 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 one of the biggest in the country. I mean, everybody claims to have the biggest Irish parade in the country, but right. Kansas City really does. Have, I mean, I'm not sure where they are. They're probably in the top five. You know, so mm-hmm. we've played it a lot of them. We've played in the Chicago. Um, parade and um, we played in uh, central New York and Utica and Syracuse and uh, but Kansas City we have not played on the parade in Kansas I usually take it off we usually go around and do PR stuff my yeah. wife has me booked for this and that and doing this and shaking hands with this one and whatever you know so so we do that with the kids and uh, we usually try and make it a family day on so how, how day, small you know? was a parade went way back in the beginning Way back in the beginning, it was just uh, Mike Murphy and uh, and and Kelly, Mister Kelly from Kelly's Pub, and uh, and uh, Pat O'Neill's dad, and I think there was just a few, well, half a dozen lads that were sitting at the bar one time, and they were all drinking pints and looking at soccer games or looking at horse racing on the TV, and they said. And it was St. Patrick's Day, and they say, hey, lads, let's start an Irish parade in Kansas City. <laughs> so they all went outside, and they all walked down the road, and they came back again, and they finished the pints, and that was it. That was the first so parade. So you were around for the very beginning? <laughs> no, no, no. You no. just heard I, the stories. I'm not sure when, when the first parade was. Maybe, I don't know if any of the O'Neills or any of the Irish gang are listening, but maybe they can Oh, that was one of my favorite stories. When, know, you know? when he used, uh, Mike Murphy used to talk about the beginning of the parade, how it started as simple as that. Oh, first year, they just walked across the street. He then, was something else, tell you and then he had the, the cattle parade or whatever <laughs> yeah. the heck that was and all these cows running around oh yeah I, I remember when they had to cancel do you remember when they had to cancel the 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 cattle cattle drive no uh, a couple of the cattle got loose and ran into a parking garage yeah. oh yeah yeah oh, so, pandemonium so, yeah, yeah so yeah. they lost their permit no longer yeah. allowed to have the yeah <laughs> we played at his uh, retirement party in kelly's and um it was that was that was great crack that was that was a lot oh, of fun you we're know talk with john oh we got a caller Good morning, John. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Yes, good morning. You said the magic word and caught my attention, Irish. <laughs> I'm a, I'm adopted, but I have always 
found myself to be Irish. I love potatoes and Guinness and doing jigs and <laughs> playing music and singing, and I've got a gift of Blarney, so I must be Irish. <laughs> Good man yourself. I mean, Guinness, Guinness and jigging and mashed potatoes, that all goes well, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We just had a fun fest about a week ago. There was about, oh, 10 different, uh, you know, instruments like everything uh, except an Irish drum. I had to bang the table to keep time with them. But they had fiddles and, and all kinds. I don't know all the Irish names for it. But it's a session. Yeah, That's we- what they call it. They call it a session when you get a bunch uh, of Irish musicians together. And that, and that happens often. If anybody's going on vacation to Ireland, there's a, there's a town in Ireland called Ennis in County Clare. And you okay. can go there and absolutely every single pub you go into on any night of the week is going to have a session going on. And it's, it's marvellous. It's just a hot spot for young Irish musicians. And you can go in there and no matter what pub you go to, there's, there's, there's a fireplace lighting and there's a good session going on. Well, that's what I was going to ask you about is because I just heard like last week or two that Northern and and Southern Ireland had mended their ways or whatever. What do you think about peace in Ireland? And what do you think about somebody like me ready to retire that wants to hop over there and and live out my days? Would it be easy to for a next? Patriot or somebody to go over and be a part of Ireland? Of course it or, would. Or what do you think? All, All you need is a good pocket full of money, lad. You, know, you can go anywhere you want, you know. And Ireland, <laughs> Ireland, uh, Ireland's a great spot. You can, you can go there and you... And, and the housing market in Ireland is fairly high in comparison to European standards. Ireland, uh, the, the land and, and, and the properties are, are priced fairly high, you know. So, but mm-hmm. I mean, pretty compatible to Kansas City, you know, and... Uh, you can get a, a couple of hundred thousand euro, you can get a really nice house, or you can also do an Airbnb thing, or you can lease, uh, lease some kind of a condo or something like that. There's lots of those around as well. But, but if I was you, I'd go to the country, you know, get into the country, maybe close enough to the, to the, to the ocean to the, that you can see the sea and uh, get yourself a nice little cottage. Well, let me ask you this, um, a secret um, around here, kind of, and Toby Tobin probably knows a lot about this, but we have like a KCMO land bank and we have a tax lien auction every year, third week of August. And so you can buy a vacant lot or a house for like under $1,200 usually, oh. 2000 All right, this is a little, little bit off topic, John. Well, thank you for calling in. And um, Ian, I'll have to see if he can start a tour service going back to Ireland, the home country. We, we, we do it every year. I I, we we oh, actually do. We, uh, yeah, we bring yeah. a... Go ahead, lad. I just wondering, do they have the same thing in Ireland where the like no, no, like you can buy houses? No, not that I know oh. of. Not that I know of. Okay, all right. But we do all a right. tour. We do actually do a tour every year to okay. Ireland. All right. Thank you, John, for calling. Yeah. So, so Ian, how I do you set it. up the Thank tour? Bye bye. We've uh, we've uh, been doing it now for uh, about eighteen years. Okay, and. Um, we put it back on. We, we we retired for a couple of years, and then uh, you know we we uh, had so many songs written that we, that we decided to make an album, and we made a new album, 
And then we had a new album. We said, okay, we better go and play these songs. So if you somebody know, so. wanted to go do that tour thing with you, do they do they contact you at the woodworking shop? No, they can get on www.theelders.com. Okay. But uh, it's it's sold out. We are, we're going in October of this year, but we will be going again next year. We'll do another one next year. All right. So on that piece of paper that, that you guys have, set right down The Elders. That's the, the website for the band, The Elders. Elders.com. Elders.com. Yeah, yeah. Then also, for those of you that love woodworking or appreciate beautiful art, <laughs> the, uh, was it Burn Woodworking? Burn Custom Woodworking, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Burn, uh, Burn Custom Wood.com. Yeah, after the show, wait till the show's after, but Google that. The, the work that you have done um, is absolutely amazing. How big Thank is you. your woodworking shop? I've got, uh, we've got a 20,000 square foot shop and I've got about 20 people working there. Isn't that and, uh, crazy? And we do yeah. uh, woodworking all around the country. We do a lot of churches. I just finished up at the cathedral in Jefferson City, did a completely remake, beautiful. Is that and, the picture that's up on the website? Yeah, that's that is, some pictures. Yeah, it, yeah, it looks yeah. like it's something from a Catholic church in yeah. Ireland or England. There or is a church in, there's, a ch- there's some beautiful churches in Kansas City, but there's a church in, in Jefferson City called St. Peter. And it will, it's a beautiful Gothic church, 1800s. It would blow your mind. Absolutely. If you're ever in Jefferson City, go in there and go in and say hello to Father Seacrest. He's this pastor so, there. And he's so was that a trade that you had experience in before you came here? My dad was a geologist and a drilling engineer. And I grew up, and he was also a really good woodworking hobbyist. He was a brilliant woodworker okay. and built all the furniture. So ever since I was like four years old, I knew I was going to be a drummer. I was going to be in the music business, and I was going to have a woodworking company. You know, Toby, (laughs) life is kind of cruel. I mean, we've got one human being with two amazing skills (laughs) and one of the coolest accents I've ever heard. (laughs) Yeah, That's amazing. All right, do you have somebody else? Yes. Good morning, Phyllis. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Thank you. I enjoy listening to you. And what I wanted to ask was I remember as a child going to Dixon's Chili, and they had just the meat and beans, and you could get onions, and then uh, they moved from Truman, off of Truman Road to 40 Highway. Right. And is that still going? Absolutely. I think it's the oldest running restaurant in Kansas City, if I remember right. Really? Best best chili in town. Oh, my gosh. Chili dogs? Uh, you Uh You can't beat that. No, you can't. No, and no. I remember going there as a child, and now I'm 94. So well, they're still there. Go, go, go and see them. But, I, you know, it's, I will. I've about given up on getting fried chicken with Toby, so I think I might go get me a couple <laughs> of chili dogs. Where is yeah. that? Where is it? Dixon's. It's I, not too far from the stadium. And how long has it been going on? Oh, it's over. I think it's over 100 years now. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's been. I'm yeah. 94, so it was going. You sound like you're 24. You must be. You must have eaten a lot of that chili. Well, not quite. So anyway, I've enjoyed your program, and uh, that was all I wanted to say. Well, Phyllis, I appreciate that very much. That's very sweet of you to call us. Okay. Bye bye. Bye, Phyllis. All right, Ian. So, if you when you were back home, what would be classic home style food from back there? You know, Ireland is a fairly bland. Bland menu. They've they've really picked it up in the last ever uh, since I moved here, actually. But really, everything was. Uh, I mean, our our food was. Uh, you get um, a boiled chicken or a, or a, or a roasted chicken, 
with veggies and potatoes. Everything's potatoes, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, potatoes are everything. You know, potatoes and eggs oh, in yeah. the morning. You know, so yeah. I mean, potatoes are are key key part of Ireland society. You know, so. But uh, you know, it was mum. Every Sunday, mum would make would would make a lamb roast and a beef roast. You okay. Know? So we had lamb and beef on on every Sunday, religiously, and it was great. You know? Didn't you get tired of potatoes? No. Really? No. Whoops. I could eat potatoes every day. Every day. Wow. I do. I don't think I'd ever get tired of it either. <laughs> oh. No. There's so many ways. So on St. Patrick's Day, you know, it's kind of like Cinco de Mayo now, the way Americans kind of go overboard. Yeah. Does it drive you crazy that everybody talks about corned beef? No. See, we don't have, we, we call it bacon and cabbage. You call it corned beef and cabbage. You know? Okay. And, we, and I guess they're the same thing. But uh, uh, mom used to make bacon, bacon, we'd make bacon and cabbage at least once a week. So that was, but that was basically corned beef? Yeah. yeah. You know what's, I never knew that because yeah. every St. Patrick's Day, you'd have the experts, you know, I'm using quote marks, that complain saying that corned beef, they don't have corned beef in Ireland. No. And that's. No. It's, it's, it's corned beef, but we'd call it bacon and cabbage. Okay. So you had it, you just didn't call it corned we beef. We just didn't call it corned beef. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, yeah. all, the, all these experts that make fun of us and say, we don't know what we're doing. They never served corned beef. Yeah. They did. They just called it bacon. Yeah. We just call it bacon. Well, I can't wait till next St. Patrick's Day, one of those. One of those obnoxious people starts making fun of us. Because we had uh, we had a grocery store, but we had, we were in the grocery business in Ireland as well. Yeah, my, my mom mom had a couple of stores that she ran, and we had. Yeah, I remember. You know, the the, the, the pickle barrel would be at the back, and yeah. uh, when the beef became nice and lean, it's time to, you know, throw it in the barrel and corn yeah. it. You know, and all right. So beautiful. you had corned beef. Yeah, it was it was it was, it was cured. Yep. By brisket. Yeah. Other cuts of beef or yeah. just brisket. Yeah. Brisket mainly brisket. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then you great. If they call it bacon, that shows you how they're messed up. Yeah, Yeah. well, oh, they are. We are. It's probably from eating potatoes all the time. They probably doing that longer than we've been having bacon here. And the cabbage, I can't. You know, I've never been able to find a good head of cabbage here. I don't know what. I don't know if it's the if it's too hot here in the Midwest or what it is, but. The cabbage in Ireland is really deep, rich green, and it's got a lot more grain to it. Is it is it still really hard though? Yeah, yeah, I mean, but it's it, over here. It's it's um, it's almost I don't, so it was I a hard green it. cabbage. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I was just at the Asian market at 119th and Metcalf, Pan Asia. Yeah, and they had three kinds of cabbage, and one of them was labeled green cabbage. Ooh, I love to go so, down. Yeah, and get so that. you might you might want to try that. Yeah. So, do you have a good recipe for cooking cabbage? Not really, no, not that I know of. I, I always like to put a little bit of beer in there, you know, so, <laughs> you know, just to give a bit of flavor and yeah. make it happy. You've got to make the cabbage happy yeah, as well. I, I think I see a trend here, a little Guinness <laughs> with the... With the yeah. Oh, do you have another call, Toby? Yes, good morning, Dave. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Yes, hello, good to be on. Uh, first, I wanted to uh, let the host know that uh, it was not called Gold's Buffet, but rather it was called The Gold Buffet, and their slogan was, there's no buffet like the Gold Buffet. But I had a question for you folks. Uh, I wondered if any of you have been to the Irish restaurant on Rainbow Boulevard in Kansas called Conroy's Public House. And then the other question was, are there any other Irish restaurants besides that one in the Kansas City area? And I'll take my answer off the air if that's okay. Yes, Conroy's is a good one. What's Have another? Been, good I've one? never been. There. I know Conroy's well. I know Ray Dunley is the owner of Conroy's Pubs. There's three of them. There is one on Rainbow. There's another one at about 95th and Knoll. Where's on the Rainbow? What's the address? Um, it's like 46th and Rainbow, I think, okay. or something like that. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, there's a little shopping centre there. There's a strip of shops there, and uh, it's a great restaurant. What side of the street is it on? Um, west or east? I think it's on the west. West side? Yeah, okay. yeah. Wow. West side, yeah. It's a great spot, uh, fantastic, good uh, uh, Irish food. And then there's also a, uh, there's also a Conroy's on 95th and Knoll. Hmm. Again, that would be on the south side. Okay. And then uh, there's another one at about 126th and State Line. So there's, Ray's wow. got three three places. Okay. He used to have the gaff. It was called the gaff that used to be on Warnell, um, right where the wine dive is now. They're about 70-something and 71st and something in Warnell. But uh, he closed that place up and started up the Conroy's, and they're great food, fantastic okay. food, yeah, well, that, really that, good. That reminds me, there's another restaurant in town that's listed as one of the two oldest in Kansas City. That's Brown's Irish Deli. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Brown's Deli right there off the Southwest Traffic Way. Great friends of mine, and uh, and uh, that's also one of the oldest businesses in Kansas City. Yes, yeah, yeah I've, I've yeah. heard that too. Yeah. So, so for those of us that don't really know Irish food, um, if we go to Brown's, how how? Well, they're going to have corned beef and cabbage, or, or as I like to say, mm-hmm. bacon and cabbage. They'll have bacon and cabbage there, and they'll have scones. They'll have a, They've also got a grocery store there, which they have all kinds of uh, Irish goods and Irish mm-hmm. fare and. Uh, and they also are the only place in town where you can actually get good sausages and bacon. So rashers, we call them rashers in Ireland. It's bacon, slice the bacon, and it's real lean. Over here, you, your bacon is kind of like streaky bacon. You know, it's got a lot of fat in it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I cut all that out when I'm eating the bacon. You know, there's not very much of it left then. You know, so but that we our bacon is real lean, and uh, it just takes a couple of couple of minutes on each side. But you don't call it, your you know. bacon bacon. Bacon. Yeah, rashers. We call it rash, rashers. Rashers is, is yeah, right. yeah. Rashers and sausage, and, All right? And eggs and and uh, black pudding and white pudding and. Uh, that's, right. yeah, I, that's, I, I don't like the, the the tone on that one, so I think I'll skip those two. Yeah. <laughs> the puddings, oh, they're great. Yeah, they're great. So it's, it's all the insides of a lamb cooked in the stomach and washed yeah. up and then put a little blood in there and uh, yeah. wrap it up in your hand. That doesn't and, sound good yeah, at see, all. I, I, I tried to save you from that, Toby. <laughs> well, I'm going to skip all, lunch. All right, so if we were going to go to. Um, say Brown's Irish Deli, or you know, or to um, Conroy's. Conroy's. If we if if we want to get a true taste of Ireland that we don't normally get at other restaurants, what would be one or two dishes you would suggest we try? They've got. Um, I wish I had the menu in front of me, but they've got a Guinness stew that I know Ray has. He's got a Guinness stew. He's got another one called something a fisherman's plowman, a fisherman's something. That's a mixture of fish, seafoods. Okay, it's absolutely fabulous. Okay, really, really good. Really well, well, well worth. Having a taste of that—that's my favorite. Okay, but uh, yeah, Guinness too. I mean, anything to do with Guinness and food, mix oh, yeah. it up, you know. Boom. Okay, that's, it's that's Irish. That's the third <laughs> reference to beer with this food. Yeah. <laughs> so when I when I sent the email out, the very first person that guessed was um, who you were. Was her name was Kathy Burke, and she used to work for me. But she said she's played with you several times. Oh, she's yeah. in a uh, bagpipe. Oh, uh, yeah, club. yeah, yeah, yeah. And she said that they would come. Um, She's probably in St. Andrews, pipe, yeah, pipes yeah, and so, drums. Um, yeah. She said something about the closing song that she, they would play. Wh- tell me, what's the story about this song? And There's, this, there's an a cappella song that we sing called Men of Erin, and um, it's about it's about all of our loved ones. It's about we all, I mean. And you sang that life. several times on Mike Murphy's show, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. That's yeah, what I was thinking. We did a lot. That was his favorite tune. Oh, gosh, know, so, yes. But, uh yeah, it's just about losing loved ones, and it's something that part of life. That's part of life. We're gonna we're gonna lose our loved ones, and that's mm-hmm. it. You know. So, but it's a song about remembering your loved ones, and uh, it's become 
quite the anthem for us and uh, popular all, all around the world, you know. So I've got hundreds and thousands of emails from people talking about how that song has affected. The best one, i got to tell you this little story. We came back from central New York. We played three nights in central New York. And um, we played it up in, uh, in Syracuse. And we came home. And on, I go through all my emails. And there was an email from this young girl. She says, hello, Ian. I was at all your shows in central New York this last weekend. Um, I had trouble with my mom and dad. I left home when I was 13. I've been living on the streets. I've been living with friends, living with family members. And after your show on Sunday night, I called my mum and dad and they came and picked me up and I want to thank you for that. So, mm. I mean, there's no royalty better than that, you know. That's, oh. that's something like that. The, the, the power that a song has on, on somebody is, is amazing. Okay, so this is going back 20 years. So is that the song that you would sing on Mike Murphy's show? Yeah, we sang okay. it tons Cause, of cause times. I yeah, didn't yeah. know what the name was. I just yeah. remember that that you would sing a song and I remember it was... And I didn't know the story behind it, but I mean, it, I remember it hit me hard yeah. even at that younger age. But there was another one. There was a faster one that he loved us to sing as well, called the, the night, the night, uh, and I converted it. Night, Mike Murphy died. You know, uh -huh. there wasn't. I, I forget how it goes, but anyway, there was there was a song we sang. It was about how, how Mike Murphy died. You yeah. Know? So. Yeah, oh, he was. He was a. That's beauty. crazy. Twenty some years later, I get yeah. the story behind the song. I wrote another you... song. For, I wrote a song for Mike too. Called Squirrel Manor. That's what that's what he used to call his house. His home, yeah. <laughs> Squirrel Manor, and and uh, I, I had all kinds of references in there that's from funny. him meeting Moses and and, uh, <laughs> and the Squirrel Manor and and the, the same faces. He had twins. He had twin twin uh, grand grandkids, and he used to call them the same faces. Mm. <laughs> all right, do you got another caller? Yes. Toby? Good all morning, right. Nanette. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Good morning. You guys have such fun. I like Saturday fun. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, I had called a while back, and I was just refreshing your wife's memory, but she said I had to go on the air. So I listened to her. Um, I was very, very close friends with Bill Putsch from the 70s into the 90s. And he ran after his father became older, retirement age, and passed. He ran all the putches, wow. every last one of them. Ah. Yes, the gravy was amazing. <laughs> they also had the best French toast in the world. They introduced the green cinnamon syrup. All right. I had never tasted it ever in my life. Long before IHOP was doing a cinnamon, they did, you know, the multiple syrups. But Putches on the plaza, the coffee shop, introduced that green cinnamon syrup. Are, are, it was amazing. Nanette, do you have a pencil on paper? Um, no, I'm sitting outside with the squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> it's a you. Mike Murphy theme show. That's funny. That's perfect. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, um, call over to the bakery during the week. Best regards, okay. Bakery and Cafe. Okay. Or uh, I want you to shoot me an email. Uh, my email is Robert at Make Them Smile. Or if there's anybody out there listening that knows who Nanette is, write it down and give her this email address. I really, really want to talk to you so we can do a show about pooches. Okay. Well, I was didn't really do a lot on the development, but it was. A good close friendship, you know, right. emotional, good well, talking. That's great. And he's the one, if you can find him, 
he's probably, see, I'm 65. He's probably 75. All right. Well, well, give me a call or shoot me an email so we can follow this up. And then, right. Ian, then, then um, please do that because it would mean a lot to a lot of people yeah. in this town. That's great. Oh, may I say one story for the elders? Absolutely. So I was kind of blind dating, and the Irish Fest was at Crown Center, and the elders were playing, and I met my blind date down there, and he was shaved completely bald with an American flag tattooed on his head. (laughs) And And his name was Charlie. Was his name Charlie? I, I don't know what his name was because that was the last date. Oh, you saw that bald head and that American flag and you ran, huh? <laughs> oh, well, I stayed around to see what kind of mentality went with it. I, you and, know, there was uh, a lad I knew. There was a lad I knew. In fact, he, worked, he came and worked for me. He's since passed away, God bless him. But uh, he walked in the door and I talked to him several times on the, on the phone. And when he came in to interview, he walked in the door and then bald as a coot and had this massive big American flag tattooed <laughs> in the back of his head. I thought it was, you know, <laughs> it was it the craziest thing I'd ever because seen. Because he loved you guys. Yeah, he was a great guy. He was, he was a great employee. And he, he actually and his son, if it's the same person, both of them got the, uh, the flag tattooed on the back of their head at 9 11 when 9 11 happened. They went out and got their back of their heads tattooed with the American flag. So I'll be pretty, darned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, Tell the world me, gets smaller this? and smaller the older we get. Oh, I'm telling I, you, that's that's a good one. Well, th- well th- God bless everybody. I do too, Les. Make sure you reach yes. out to me, okay? I will, sir. Lovely, right, my lovely name is an to amazing you. show. Well, thank you. And you can say 80s and 90s, but those of us who really listen to you, oh, remember the 50s, 60s, well, I, 70s, and, 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 and we'll drift backwards a few times. Yeah. But Nanette, if you can help me make this show even better, if you follow up and and reach out to me, okay? I'll do my best. All right, thank, thank you, you, Nanette. Yeah. All right, have a blessed Saturday. You right. too. Bye bye. You know, t- Toby, this is absolutely cr- Toby. We've talked about this, you know, um, several times, like after a show. But Kansas City is a huge city. Yeah. You know, but how small Kansas City it's really huge is? Huge and it's small. It's absolutely. I mean, I'm a Catholic boy, and so I'm very involved with all the Catholic, and, and all the Catholics really, really are close here in Kansas yeah. City. The different parishes all help each other out. Elders play a lot of the benefits for the different churches and the different, I mean, it's just amazing. And, and my wife knows everybody in town, and we can't go anywhere with somebody saying, I'm Kathy Quinn, how you doing? I'm sorry. <laughs> she's, a, she's, she's well known, and she's got lots of friends everywhere, and... Uh, it's a it's a great great. great well, I'm I'm getting texts from people telling me to to tell you hello. Oh yeah, yeah. Sarah just said she loves you and Kathy. Uh, Sarah McInerney. Oh, oh yeah. Sarah McInerney, that's yeah. my girl. That's yeah, my, I love her. Yeah, you know. So, but it's um that's part of what's I think makes this show such a rapid success is just the nature of the relationships we have here in Kansas yeah. City. Oh yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. I I I it took me a couple of years when I came over here in '87. I mean, it's very different. People say, what's the difference between here and Ireland? And I say, you know what? You just need to go and live in Ireland for a couple of years and then mm-hmm. and then tell me when you find out. You know, it's just, but there's a great, I'll, I'll, and then I've been very blessed to be able to travel all around the country with the elders. We toured all around. 
Kansas City is is absolutely the best city in the whole country, in my opinion. Why do you think that is? I mean, it's, you can get anywhere. The restaurant business here is fantastic. The restaurant, the level of restaurants are great. The diversity in restaurants are mm -hmm. great. You can go anywhere in the city and you can get parked without having to pay $35 yeah. or whatever. And, and everybody is very courteous to the parking situation. Restaurants are great. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just well, you know, the, the food seems a big part to me on where I want it's to travel. It's getting better and better. Oh yeah, it's just getting better and better. And some of these the restaurants that are opening up all the time. Or, I mean, from the high end to the to the little dinky ones in the up the, the alley. You know, they're fantastic. It's really really cool. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that's why doing this show was important to me. Is that we have a great food scene now, but it's only made possible by. The, the, the Jim Eddies of the world. Yes. You know, that did, you know, that and his family. He laid the foundation, you yeah. know, laid you know, the foundation and, the, and, from, and raised the bar, you know. From so. the 80s and 90s, I think that after the 80s and 90s, I think the food scene, a lot of the country went downhill because of national chains and things like that. Yeah. But it continued on strong here, and I think it's getting better. Yeah. And we're lucky to be blessed too that we've got all the Midwestern farmers around here. Yeah. We've got we've got yeah. a, we've got access to fresh produce and fresh fresh yeah. beef and everything yeah. else and and there's a nice conscientious but people that are conscientious about about food and about the quality of food now yeah. too. You know, it's getting better and better. You know, That's so. amazing. Yeah. All right, Toby, you got another caller? Yes, we do. Good morning, Thelma. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Good morning, Toby. How are you doing? Doing super, thank you. I remember Sanderson's. Oh, do you yes. remember them down Main Street? Uh, Walt Bodine used to go there a lot. Oh, yeah. And their cinnamon rolls were just fantastic. The food there was great. Do you, uh, Toby, you remember the first caller we had about Sanderson's? Isn't that the guy that, that wrecked his car and he went inside to wait for a police officer and he said all the prostitutes started hitting on him and talking about all that place <laughs> at Sanderson's? <laughs> Hmm. I don't yeah. remember that. Yeah, that. That was like the second show we had. He started talking about his car wreck and the prostitutes, and I was thinking, all right, this is this is like one of my first shows. Can you get to the food part of the prostitutes? Have to eat as well. You know? yeah. <laughs> what did you like about Sanderson's? I loved their cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls, okay. They were the and they were so huge you could eat on them for three days. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't think you're trying hard enough. <laughs> oh, I was. Believe me, I was even pregnant. <laughs> Still couldn't get it all down. <laughs> yeah, we need we need you to step up with a little bit more commitment. A cinnamon roll shouldn't last three days. <laughs> oh, I know, but they were huge. Yeah. Well, good. They were huge. Good. Well, uh, any other memories you wanted to share, Thelma, while you're here? You know, back in the '60s and '70s, off of Van Brunt, there used to be a restaurant called Pat's Pigs. And they had the best T-bones. We used to go Pigs? there all the time. Uh -huh. That sounds made up. Nope. It was called Pat's Pigs. It was just right off the uh, I-70 in Van Brent. All right. Well, right. That's, Across that's... the street from the old uh, Arthur Treacher's Fish and Chips. Well, that's a first. So you yes. just called in with a, with a restaurant none of us have ever heard of. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. They're on Facebook. All right, I'll look him up. All right, thank you, Thelma. Have a good day out All there. Right. Thank you. Bye-bye. We have John. Good morning, John. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Uh, good morning. I was just wondering if anybody had ever brought up Medlands on uh, 51st and Blue Ridge Boulevard. Never heard of them. What were they famous for? Steak soup. Steak soup. Mm. Mm. I love it. And 
there was a folk singer that sang up there a couple nights a week that cracked jokes while he sang, an Irish folk singer, Bob Reader. Bob Reader. Yeah, yeah, I know Bob well. Bob's a good man. He's still here. Yeah, yeah, he's still still playing. He plays a lot up there in O'Malley's up in Weston. He plays quite a few there, quite a few uh, nights there. I think a couple of nights a week there. But uh, great folk singer, been doing a long time. And Bob had a hard time with COVID. He, 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 we almost lost Bob during COVID. So thank God that he pulled through there and he's singing like a bird still. So yeah, he's still, he's still there. So you can probably look him up on, on Facebook or on Google or whatever, but uh, I know he's still playing around. So where do you say he was playing at now? Or up at O'Malley's. O'Malley's, O'Malley's right. up there in Weston. It's a little brewery. That's, uh, have you ever been up there? No, I haven't. Oh, you got to go up there. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 an old. I don't no idea how they get away with it, but it's like in a cellar. You got to you go downstairs in the cellar, and and they got a pub down there. It's uh, it's quite the. And in fact, Weston used to have. They haven't had it for a couple of years now since COVID, but uh, they have a really really great Irish festival every okay. year later on in the summer, and uh, usually October, I think. But um, that's that's a great festival. Good good food, and you can even get yourself a slice of corned well, beef and cabbage. Fun. All right, well, John, thank you for calling. And look, uh, bonus, you can go back and listen to your favorite folk singer, Bob Reeder, at O'Malley's. Yeah. No, I'm going to pull them up. But Medlin's, when I was a kid, I mean, that was like when I was in high school, the first date, you know, you took her there. But it, it was around a long time. All right. And, well, you know, it was kind of like Stevenson's. Yeah. And... I uh, sent you that Stevenson's cookbook. Uh, oh, yeah. I've got about five different happened. copies, different versions of it. <laughs> they, they piled you up. All oh, right. yeah. Well, uh, people that remember Medlin Steak Soup, oh, I, yeah. that, that was a big, big thing back then. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you calling. I think we have another call coming in. Yes, we do. All Good right. morning, Steve. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Yes, sir. That's just a follow-up on a comment that you got last week about a Henry's Fried Chicken, uh, north of the river. Right. Henry's was an old roadhouse that throwback from the 20s and 30s when North Oak was 169 Highway that went between Kansas City and St. Joe. And Henry's, like I said, was on North Oak, and it was a great fried chicken. And you knew when you went in, you were at a 20, 30, 40-minute wait because everything was fresh fried to order. Yeah. Oh. It was a great place, great old place, but it's been long gone for 40 or 50 years. All right, mm. I appreciate it. I'm going to see if we can get some information. So, listeners, if you know anything about Henry's up on North Oak in North Kansas City, um, shoot me an email, Robert at Make Them Smile, because it's um, besides the name, I want to hear some stories that that tell us a bit about the character and what made those places so wonderful. All right, Steve, thank you for calling and follow up on that. All right, Ian, while we still have a few minutes, are, is, are there any other restaurants or pubs that you remember that? I don't know when this one was around, but there was one. There was a Mexican restaurant on the plaza called Mikocina, Mikocina, mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> I'm not sure if that was in the 80s and 90s, but definitely probably the 90s. Okay, uh, and that was so. That was um, there was one in Dallas, that, and Lamar Hunt loved it, and uh, he convinced them to do one in Kansas City. Oh, you know? really? Yeah. So he was the main instigator of getting Mikocina into. But then uh, the usual problems with the plaza when the when the leases become time to sign up for the new lease and all of a sudden it triples, they had yeah. to pull out. You know, oh. so well you know it's um so I, in a few weeks I'm gonna have Lamar Hunt Jr. 
Oh yeah, I know uh, um, a very good friend of mine. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Um, he's going to come on the show in a few yeah, weeks. He's so, great. Lamar's so talk fantastic. to him, yeah. and so see if we can close the loop and get some stories on Miko yeah, Chino and yeah. a couple other restaurants. Yeah, he he. See, he'll, he'll Toby, know again, this that. is how small Kansas City is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't Lamar Hunt. Who's he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, he's a good golfer. Well, good. Well, um, and actually, Lamar Junior is a great flautist. He plays the flute. I yep, I, I knew that. With the and he owns the Mavericks. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's quite a Renaissance man. He's a, absolutely. He's, yeah. he's a super, that, that's gonna super be fun. humble so, guy. Great I'm hoping guy. sometime in the next four or five weeks. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, a lot of people lined up, and now I got to figure out when I'm going to have your wife Kathy on. Yes, she can give us some good information yeah. and things like that. So yeah, she can talk too. Oh, oh boy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah. turn 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 your mic Just off. like you. Yeah, yeah. How does anybody get a word in edgewise? Between the two of you. <laughs> I just shut up when I'm around Kathy. So can, can, can she turn on her accent that she's picked up from you when she wants to? Yeah, and she sounds she sounds like she's from Arabia or somewhere when she does this. Like, oh, all Americans <laughs> sound like they're from Pakistan or somewhere. Oh, they, 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 they put the, the accent on and it right. doesn't sound very Irish. So, how, so did, how did you meet? Oh, boy. We, how many minutes do you have? We, <laughs> we, we, met, we met when we were kids, um, where, where I grew up in, in County Wicklow. Her family used to come over every other year and and, uh, and vacation there. And uh, I remember I was in the woods, and we lived out in rural Ireland, you know. So Kathy is one of five sisters, a whole bunch of them, and they're all half Irish and half Mexican, gorgeous, brown-eyed, beautiful girls. <laughs> so we're in the woods, and I'm fishing with my two mates and in the woods in Ireland, in the middle of the country, and there's these five Mexican girls walking through the woods. You know, I was like, what the heck? It wasn't an everyday sight, you know. So, so we surrounded them and started throwing pine cones at them. And, uh, and they all threw them back and they all ran away and this, except one. And she said, come on down and fight. And I was up in the tree and I just laughed at her and I, I, I took off. But anyway, I saw her later on. She happened to be at our house then. She got friendly with my sister. And then I said, oh, dear, there's, that's that girl that was in the tree. <laughs> that's how I met my wife. Does she have the same version? She does, yeah. Okay. She'll probably dramatize it a lot more. more oh, yeah. That's funny. Oh, yeah. yeah we that, were, tw- we were 12 funny. and 13 years old, you know, so we, we go way back. Well, good. Well, it's, yeah. um, uh, we'll, we'll bring her on the show. Brilliant. I'll give her a private time. Yeah. So that yeah. she could tell stories without you intimidating her or yeah, something she- like that. But then. <laughs> I, I think I think we're gonna have to bring you back again someday. Oh, anytime, Pam. That was, anytime. That was really this fun. Is, this has been a blast. Yeah, this absolutely. Is, this isn't what you thought it was gonna be, was it, Toby? Not at all. <laughs> you know, when I, I've given up trying to guess how how shows are gonna go. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the best about you know ad libbing like this. Oh, yeah. one of the best you know. shows we've had. Oh, I I I, I agree. <laughs> I guarantee. I, I absolutely <laughs> guarantee. Well, Ian, thank you so much for coming in. My pleasure. My it's, pleasure. Um, thank you for inviting this is me. Beyond any expectations I had. Uh, I agree. You're very. Uh, popular and beloved in this town. Well, I I'm, think you know that. But. I love this town, and I'm proud. To, I'm proud, proud to be a Kansas Cityan. You know, sometimes it takes somebody coming in from out of town to really show the value of what we have here in I'm Kansas telling City. You, you got to look after your city, people. You got a good city here. You know? Good. Look all right. after your neighbors. Well, thank you, Ian. Cheers. Uh, we'll, we'll see you again soon. Thank you. And for all you listeners out there, thank you for listening to Kansas City Food Memories. And if you have any ideas or details on some of these legendary restaurants, shoot me an email, robert at makethemsmile.com. And Toby, I'll give you the last last couple of moments. What do you think of today's show? Loved it. One got, of the best shows we've had. Got lucky on this one, didn't we? Very lucky. <laughs> and hopefully you'll be back quick. That's it. Have a great weekend. Bye. Great timing. 
concludes this broadcast of Kansas City Food Memories.